0: Welcome to Face to Faith Broadcast. Enjoy the dynamic teaching ministry of Pastor Tibby Peters, the President of Renaissance Assembly Incorporated. This message will take you from where you are to where you ought to be. Taking the message of faith around the world, by the power of the Holy Spirit. Praise the Lord. Tonight, it will really be important how you've positioned your heart to receive. it will really be important how you have positioned your heart to receive. There are different ways that your heart can be positioned for a meeting. God is not limited in his power or his abilities but he's limited in the release of his power into your circumstance or your situation. There are things that are available, but people were not able to partake, even if it was available. You find in Scripture, in the 8th chapter of Acts, how that Peter had gone after Philip to Samaria and um, ministered to people and they received the Holy Ghost. Um, He didn't just minister the regular way every believer would minister. He ministered in a special way because Simon the sorcerer Had received Christ. The Bible said Simon also believed. So he got born again. When he saw. What. Apostle Peter had done. He desired to be able to do the same. But somehow. The motive was wrong. Hallelujah. That means that your desire could be tainted. Amen. With wrong motive. He desired that same thing, but why he desired it was wrong. And then, Apostle Peter said to him, You have no part or lot in this matter, because your heart is not right. That means that if his heart had been right, he would have had a part and a lot. A lot means a share, Hallelujah. In what the Spirit of God was doing at that moment. I want to announce to you that the Spirit of God is doing something here. Amen. We didn't gather for nothing. Thursday, Friday, and today, there is something specific the Spirit of God is doing. It's your heart. And you know, um, it happened. It, it just happened also that I'm teaching on believing. Believing is a hard thing. You know, I have pastored. And as a pastor, one of the greatest concerns is when you see believers struggle about something that another believer is cheaply experiencing. Hello. You can find someone trying to receive the Holy Spirit. And then you find his friend. Neighbor had received the Holy Spirit. And then he's wondering, is something wrong with me? The scripture had said that the promise of the Spirit is to everyone. To all of us. And as many as the Lord will call. That means that this supply or gifts of the person of the Spirit is for everyone. But someone is struggling with it. Healing is for all. But you see someone struggling with it. Now, listen to me. There is no individual that God marked out and said, what Jesus died for, you won't experience all. Yes, nobody. Experiencing what the scripture had said is really a personal matter. It's more of a personal matter than any other thing. Are you listening to me? And you see, when you understand that, the approach and the attitude to the word of God will be different. You know, listen. Your gestures are expressions of what you believe. Your attitude is an expression of what you believe. Jesus saw four men take off the roof in a house that is not their house to let down their friend so that he will be right in the presence of Jesus. Jesus commended their faith. Now listen to me. Don't think that Jesus closed his eyes and then the Holy Ghost told him they have faith. No. It's their action. Are you understanding me? Their physical gesture. What they did I look at some folks and I know they are not hungry for the things of the Spirit. Because the actual value of the things of the Spirit, they don't have the actual value in their hearts. You know, someone can tell you, oh, look at this car. It's an expensive car. It's okay. It's an expensive car. Then it now happens that one day you were online or you were somewhere and they told you, oh, the car actually cost 32 million. You said 32 million? That was the day the value hit you. Are you understanding me? The first time you heard expensive, expensive didn't register in your heart. But when you heard a figure, the next time you saw the car, the person came down from the car. You were greeting him more than once. Why? Now you are relating based on a different perspective. Are you listening to me? Listen, listen. It matters how you come for a program. It matters how you attend a meeting. It is not God that determines how much you will receive in a meeting. You hear me again, let me say it again. It is not God that determines how much you will receive from a meeting. If it was God determining, then God is partial to bless one person more than the other. Are you understanding me? And God is not. Hallelujah. So God is not the one that determines that, okay, in this meeting, I'm going to bless Mr. A um, to the measure of 10, and I'm going to bless Mr. B to the measure of 5. No, sir. It is the individual that determines. Jesus didn't walk and choose who he will heal and who he won't heal when he walked the streets of Jerusalem. All others were touching him. Nobody testified of a healing. But the woman with the issue of blood testified of a healing. Why? It's the heart to which he came. Are you listening to me? It's the heart to which he came. Now, you will find that Jesus always responded to gestures, actions, that proved that there was a strong desire in the person's heart. We saw Zacchaeus, a man came and he was a reputable person, at least in society, even if people didn't trust him. Then he was on a sycamore tree. Jesus was passing by and saw the man. Now, I don't know if Jesus knew him before, but he saw a man climb a tree, a man, just to see him. He followed the man to his house. How many people, you can count how many homes, how many houses Jesus went to. Amen. He followed the man to his house. Why? He said, today, salvation has come to your house. That means the full weight of who Jesus was, was taken to that man's house. Why? Because of his heart. You come for meetings sometimes, you're yeah, just checking out your phone, checking what's happening, is the measure to which your des- how strong your desire is. You are the one that determines how much you receive in every meeting. You are the one that will determine how much you receive in every meeting. You know, sometimes people think that, you know, when they come for certain meetings, oh, this meeting was greater, and that meeting was not greater. It's not about that. Especially when you are in meetings... Of ministries like my ministry. Are you understanding me? No, 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 no. It's not like that. There is a constant supply of the spirits. It is what you will do with it that determines. That that will be determined, that, that will determine what you will experience. Are you listening to me? You know, some people love God. I'm talking about ministers of the gospel. And they came out to serve God because they loved Him. Some of us, it's not because we loved Him. We were called. Hallelujah. Are you understand what I'm saying? It's not that we wanted to do it. No. No. Are you listening to me? So today, receive me as God's gift. Amen. Amen. Receive me that way. And you will see the hand of God show up mightily in your affairs, Throughout this year. You know, I, I was just saying something earlier. Your heart. Hallelujah. And Satan knows that. That's why sometimes in, your, some of you would have observed that anytime a special meeting is coming, there will be a lot of distractions. For some of you, it might not be for everybody. What is the distraction about? It's about putting your heart in a state way to not get the best from the meeting glory to God are you with me? yeah so listen but you have to learn and be wise to recognize that I must get the best from that meeting amen amen Amen. there's some miracles that have happened not because you see if God had graced or gifted a man, it's like, let's put it this way, it's like something on his life is on. You can always plug in a man and draw. Are you understanding me? Sometimes even unconsciously. And that's why they told us the story of the woman with, issue, with the issue of blood. Jesus didn't wake up that morning and say, if someone touches me today, they'll be healed. No. No. I don't know if the woman had ever heard anybody touch him. But she believed in her heart. Hallelujah. And then Jesus was coming. She did not take permission to touch. She did not write an application letter and say, I hereby apply to touch the hem of your garment that I may behold. No. She touched him. And the Bible says if she felt in her body. On his own side, said, Virtue left him. The King James, I call it virtue, but it was dunamis, amen, left him. And he felt it. And he turned to say, who touched me? Somebody touched me. We are all touching you, sir. Say, no, no, no. This touch is from the heart. Hallelujah. It means that everybody was touching, but there's a way the woman was touching. In the same way everybody is listening There is a way you will be listening Are you listening to me? Everybody is hearing so to speak But there is a way you will be listening You will hear what some people will never hear There are meetings that we attended With friends They were in the meeting I was in the meeting But they were not hearing what I heard Amen What is the difference? It is the way I was listening Is the heart with which I came. Tonight, may your heart desire meet with the power of God. In moments where we have been even unconscious, oh, I feel the power of God. We have seen the power of God manifesting. You know, I remember the story of a young man. He, he was locked up for some time. I don't know what he did, you know, so he had been released and he came to church. So he had just done a test and found out that he was HIV positive. He was coming to church. He, he was locked up somewhere here in, the, in River State. His family is in the southwest, you know. So he was looking for a way to go back to his family. But he did a test and found out he was HIV positive. Devastated, didn't even talk to anybody. He came in for service on a non-service day and laid down here with the result, crying to God. After that, listen, it's not that it's not a message here, though. Listen to me. He went back for another test. I've had the result for a long time with me, and he was negative. How do you explain that? How do you explain that? Then you will carry your sickness, come and carry it and go. Package it and come. Package it and go. He didn't come to say, let me see what God will do. He came. He said, all the testimonies I'm hearing here, God is here. And he prayed. He didn't even put anybody on the spot to say, Pastor, If you are a man of God, touch me. No. He said, God is here. It was a result he brought back to us. Negative. Are you listening to me? We had um, a meeting in a former venue. And um, we had people outside. It was an all-night, one of our miracle meetings. And then... I was ministering to people, and I moved outside to lay hands on people that were outside. And um, there was a sister, her name is Monica. She wasn't one of the people I laid hands on. For me to get to the person behind her, I had to my jacket touched her. That was it. She had been bleeding for two years. And she got healed. How do you explain that? Now, I'm not talking about people that a word of knowledge came for. I'm not talking about people that we laid hands on. Are you listening to me? That's not what I talk about. There are folks that came for the meeting. And they were expecting A. God did A, B, C. Amen. Are you listening to me? Sometimes what makes the flow of the miraculous happen at a certain time is because the hearts of the people will have to be prepared. To get the best. Amen. To get what? The best. This year, 2019, it is your year of possibilities. Don't be a spectator this year. Participate in the power of God. Are you understanding me? Partake of whatever the Spirit of God is doing in our midst. The supernatural is for you. Amen. The supply of the Spirit is for you. And it is for you now. Let me tell someone, it's for me now. now. Say again, "It's it's for me now. Glory to God. You see, listen, there is a rest and a confidence. Not because of anything. It's just that you know what is going on. You know what's going on. I can explain to you right now what the Spirit of God is doing. Praise God. Yesterday, when we were talking in a meeting, I said to you, that some of you agreement is happening in your hearts. I was telling you what the Spirit of God was doing. If you were not here yesterday, get the message. Listen to it again and again. Amen. What we thought is going to be really, really important for you the remaining part of this year. Amen. Amen. Believing. Mark nine twenty three Amen. In Mark nine twenty-three, Jesus said unto him, If thou canst believe, all things are possible to him that believeth. Jesus was trying to say possibility is dependent on you. Amen. Possibility is dependent on your believing. Others that had followed Jesus before might have heard him say, with men this is impossible, but with God all things are possible. And they didn't have an argument with that. This statement now goes further to say that thing that is possible with God is possible with a man that will believe God. Amen. And I mentioned that this man was convinced that he believed. Until Jesus said, if you can believe. Amen. The disciples that prayed for the child, epileptic child, must have been convinced that they believed. Until Jesus said, this didn't happen because of your unbelief. We gave some definitions of believing yesterday. Let me attempt to go a little further. Glory to God. This year, limitless possibilities, limitless possibilities. Glory to God. You know, because when believing is in place, there's no stopping you. Amen. And I talked about that process of believing. I talked about awareness, agreement, appropriation. That you can't believe if there is no knowledge. Amen. Romans 10 we read. He said, how can they believe what they've not heard? Hallelujah. That means that believing can happen. It begins with hearing. Glory to God. With knowledge. With the information. Glory to God. And now that's just the first phase. Where you heard about healing. The information about healing came. And you heard. You are now aware. That God can do such a thing. Or God has done such a thing. That your sins are forgiven. You are now aware. That awareness phase. Is not where the challenge is for most believers the second phase in the believing cycle is the place where a lot of believers have a problem is for you to agree with what you heard for your heart to agree accept what you heard totally accept and i said for some people it can take a year it can take 6 months it can take 25 years. Why? Because they have arguments within them that this information has not become the governing thoughts or principle concerning that area of their life. There's another authority speaking. Amen. No, Paul was talking along those lines when he talked about how Bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience, amen, of Christ. He was talking about the fact that that means that there are already thoughts in your mind. Someone is ill, sick, and then they start telling him, Jesus Christ died for your sins. By his stripes you are healed. He's hearing. But deep down, he has questions that he has not released. Amen. Are you with me? Now, when you hear, sometimes people go for a healing school program. Or a healing teaching. It's very important. In the some for some, three days, one week. The teachings are still going on. Sometimes on the fifth day, that agreement happens. Are you listening to me? Now, the truth is this. No preacher except by word of knowledge, knows what has to be uprooted in your heart. Are you understanding me? Yeah. As I'm talking now, there are some people that don't have a struggle in this area. They are receiving immediately. There are some that are taking it and keeping it in one portion of their hearts for further deliberation and argument. Are you understanding me? All right? For further, you understand? That's what some people are doing. So, no matter what happens, you know, that's why sometimes you get into a meeting and let's use something as simple as receiving the Holy Spirit. And let's assume there are folks that have not received the Holy Spirit. And you come and teach all the basic scriptures on how to receive the Holy Spirit, how to receive the Holy Spirit, is God's will for you. And everybody's listening. Then you call out the ten folks and then six or eight receive immediately. And the other two are looking. Hmm. Hmm. Is it am I supposed to learn it? And you didn't say anything along those lines. That means the question was there even before you spoke. Are you understanding what I'm saying? And then they say after all you said, then I say, Well, is it everybody that is supposed to speak in tongues? That means they have not agreed. Amen. Are you sure it's not something for pastors only? I don't like to look stupid. And this thing is the stupid side of Christianity that I don't want to associate with. As long as those thoughts are in his heart, he will never receive the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen you never receive the Holy Spirit. Now, what God does to a wise master builder, a skilled minister, is that based on experience, he might be able to help you sometimes because he already knows what you'll likely be struggling with. I remember a sister, she's even here, many years back, was supposed to receive the Holy Spirit. And we had fixed an appointment and said... I said, come to a social place. This was many years. We are students at that time. Come to social place and you'll be ministered to and you'll receive the Holy Spirit. And she was excited to come. But for whatever reason, she came earlier than the time that we fixed to meet. By the time I was arriving at the venue, she was leaving. So I said, where are you going to? She said, um... I think we should do it another day. Why? I said, nothing that, you know, she came earlier, but we should do it another day. I said, okay, let me walk you. So, as we were walking, I kept talking about the Holy Spirit. Now, I didn't know what transpired. I just came and met her going. So, I said, well, um, even if it's another day, let me just share with you things about the Holy Spirit. So, I just started talking about the Holy Spirit, things in Scripture, just like we're gisting and going. Then I, we got to a point, and I said, "Do you know that, that that definitely was the spirit of God?" I said, "Do you know that hands? Someone doesn't have to lay hands on you to receive the Holy Spirit." So her eyes lit up like, "Ah!" I said, "Yeah, you can just ask, and be filled." She said, "Yeah." I said, "Let's do it now. Where? On the road? Are you understanding enemy?" Just people could see us where we were. Then she lifted, her, and I just told her what to pray, and she prayed. Boom! She got filled. Stay praying. God filled with Holy Ghost. I still filled today. Now, but let me tell you something that happened. After she got filled, with those, and I now said, "Why did you decide to postpone it?" She said, "Actually, while I was waiting for you, a sister I know, a believer." Asked me what I was waiting for. And I said, somebody wants to minister to me to receive the Holy Spirit. She said, somebody is not supposed to minister to you to receive the Holy Spirit. Go. And told her that somebody does not have to lay hands on. I didn't know that's what happened. But by the Spirit of God. Are you understanding me? Listen. That thing that she was struggling with. That would not allow her to agree. Through the Word of God. It was addressed. Are you listening to me? That's why coming for meetings like this are so important. Even you, sometimes, you don't even know what it is in you that will not agree. You don't know. It's by constant hearing of God's word that some of those things are addressed. You don't even know. You don't even know. A man of God didn't know he had a problem with prosperity. He thought he didn't have a problem with prosperity until he was invited I think it was a full gospel businessman's fellowship conference or program. And then they put him, I can't remember which of the, whether it was World of a Story or one of those exotic places, you know, in America. And as they put him in the place, he felt somehow entering the room and sleeping on the bed. Are you understanding me? Until the spirit of God had to address him. What's your problem? That means that inside of him. He had a struggle with it. There are some of you here, you don't even know that. It's in that phase of agreeing. One of the things about renewing your mind is the Spirit of God helping you to agree with the Word of God. To be in agreement with what God is saying concerning that matter in your life. We have announced that this year is a year of limitless possibilities. Then, now, in your heart, there's an argument. Hmm. Okay. When they say possibilities, I can imagine this, but this one, forget it. That's the argument in your heart. You need to hear the word again and again. Amen. I would together. Until that argument has been choked. The life in that argument has been choked out. Are you understanding me? There will be no life in the argument again. Then what stands supreme is the word that God spoke to you. And so I told you that the definition of believing is... Developing conviction enough to act. Are you understanding me? That's that's believing. That conviction enough to act. Conviction enough to act. That's what believing is. So. What do you think will make believers during the persecution? of the saints in the early church maybe long after uh, Paul the, the, the time of Paul you know and all that where they were arresting believers and killing them and then there's a story of a fellow that killed his elder brother you know they would tell them "Recant, recant means change your confession say Jesus is not Lord or say you don't believe anymore and then they had two brothers and the true one Burns him. And then they turn to the second one. Maybe if he saw what happened to his brother, he will recant. As they turn to him, he's still walking into the fire. They say, why? He said, there's no need. Let me just enter. What will make a man? That's what the Bible said about Moses. That he had seen the invisible. He was willing to forsake the pleasures of Egypt. And take on the reproaches of Christ. Are you understanding me? Are you with me? That's, that's what happened to him. That means there is a conviction that he had. And that's what produces the supernatural constantly in a believer's life. Amen. Listen to me. It could take a while for that conviction to be developed. And it comes by hearing. Amen. Hearing and hearing and hearing. You cannot develop conviction without fellowshipping constantly with the word of God. I use the word fellowship. Let me say fellowship. If you're not fellowshipping with the word of God, you will never be able to build that kind of conviction. You know what that conviction is? You know that you know that you know. Amen. Amen. Say I know that I know that I know. Amen. Let me explain it this way. Still along that agreement. I said I was going to stay there for a while. Thank you Lord Jesus. When it comes to believing, there are times where people don't believe. Because they don't have the information. That means they are Are you understanding me? Are you with me? That's one. Permit me to say it's forgivable. They don't have the information. So somebody does not believe that this year is going to be great. Because nobody came and said, the Lord said, this year is going to be great. Are you listening to me? So he doesn't have that information. But... The unbelief, that is the problem, is the one the scripture addressed in Hebrews chapter four. Let's read verse eleven. Hebrews four eleven. Read it with me. Want to go <laughs> to enter into that rest, lest any man fall after the same. Example of unbelief If you read Verse 1 and 2 he said, let us fear the, lest a promise being left us Of entering into his rest any of you Should seem to come short of it For the gospel The word was preached unto them as well as unto us But the gospel preacher the word preached Did not profit them not being mixed with faith In them that heard it Remember the scripture Now what he was saying These people they heard The information came to them The knowledge of the word came to them. That means they heard it. But their own unbelief was not ignorance now. It was unpersuadableness. Everybody say unpersuadableness. Say again, unpersuadableness. And that is what I mean by you not agreeing. That means the person has heard what you are saying. But he has refused to be persuaded. Glory to God. Are we together? That kind of unbelief. That's what the scripture says, lest you fall after the same. That means it is possible. Let us labor. Put up, put back verse 11. Put back verse 11. Let us labor. Therefore, to enter into that rest, lest any man fall after the same example of unbelief. That means it is possible. Amen. That same, their own unbelief was they could not be persuaded. Oh, God can take your life from point one to ten. He said, mm, mm. He didn't even say to Ten. Mm. Ten. Mm. Are you just trying to make me happy? God can make you that before this year ends, you that is squatting in a home will be a landlord. You can't be persuaded. Are you understanding me? Even when you are telling, say, I went to a church today. <laughs> you know that Pastor TV guy now. <laughs> He was just prophesying some kind of Can you imagine one of these? He said, me. That one day. amen Oh. <laughs> Are you getting what does what this? It means that you were not persuaded. You've not agreed. You've not agreed. Unpersuadableness. Now, Abraham believed God. I quoted Genesis 15-6 to you yesterday. And Abraham believed in the Lord. And it was counted unto him for righteousness. And I explained that the Hebrew word belief was aman. Aman. Never say aman. Aman is from aman we got amen. Hallelujah. Are we together? The amen we use today. It has Hebrew roots. Aman. Abraham, the Hebrew word for belief is aman. Now, aman... See, there is no deeper definition of believing than the root word in Hebrew. Are you understanding me? Bible says, what was the issue about the Jewish people? What is it about them? He said it was them. They had custody of the oracles of God. That means that even in their language, you can learn about God. Their culture has its roots in the supernatural. Are you listening to me? So, it means that when... The Bible says Abraham believed. We have never really heard. Yes, we heard that by faith came did this. By faith this, that, that. By faith Enoch did this. But the first time it said someone believed, it was Abraham. That thing that God called belief. Amen. Are you listening to me? That thing that God called believing, it was Abraham that did it. And the Hebrew word used was aman. And I tried to explain it yesterday. I know that maybe some of you, it was towards the end, so I'll just say this again. Now, in the Hebrew language, there is a way that things are communicated. And I said that the Hebrews, the Jewish people, their culture is something that is around agriculture. Are you understand, in nomadic agricultural life. So most of the things about the Jewish people are around livestock, and so on and so forth. Now, when the Bible used the word aman, aman is used in in other ways. So one of the ways it's used is what I want to explain again. I want to show you scripture. In Isaiah 22, verse 23, it used the word aman, but now it was not talking about believing. It wasn't talking about believing. Are you with me? It wasn't talking about believing. But it's expressed what believing means. Follow me. Let's read it together. I want to go. And I will fasten him as a nail in a short place and he shall be for a glorious throne to his father's house. Amen. It's talking about like a tent. Are you with me? That is fastened with a rope and then a stake, a nail stuck to the ground. Now the Hebrew word a man was used In place of sure. Amen. Amen. That word sure. Some translations, some modern translations use the word firm. Firm. F-I-R-M. Something strong. Firm. So, something is sure. Something is firm. Okay. Now, this scripture, if we're reading in Hebrew, and I will fasten him as a nail in a man. Amen. In an man place. Are you understanding me? Alright. Now you know the Hebrew is not like English. They do the, I don't do all those kind of things. They have that click and all that in their expression. So. Amman. Amman. Short place. What he's saying is that. When that tent is connected to the rope. And then it is tied to a nail the nail has to be put in a ground that is not soft amen it has to be put on a hard ground and for it to be in a hard ground you have to use the hammer and drive it into the ground then it's solid that thing that solidity permit me to use a consolidation of the nail in the ground that fixture that makes it hold that thing is what the bible is expressing as believing amen are you understanding me it means that you are Established in the information that has come to you. That in a way that you are not planning to move. Amen. Are you listening to me? So, believing is a conviction. Are we together? When you understand it, it changes a lot of things. So, back to unpersuadableness. Now, so in describing Abraham and his believing... I think it was Romans 4, 21. Look at Romans 4, 21. In Romans 4, it's talking about Abraham, and it expressed to us how Abraham was fully persuaded. Amen. Are you listening to me? That means that, it's, let's talk about this believing. Believing is a persuasion. Am I communicating? It's a persuasion. He was fully, not partially, he was fully persuaded that what God had promised he was able to perform. Amen. Now, listen to me. When you say you have believed, it means that what? You are fully persuaded. Amen. You have come to that place of full persuasion. You are not trying to see, you know, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. And I'm saying that you arrive at that place where you have believed by hearing until there is an agreement. You agree. In your heart, you have agreed. Concerning that matter, concerning that particular matter, it could be about how this year will turn out for you. It could be about how this year will end. Have you agreed? Have you agreed in your heart that this year, it will end and you'll be at the other side where you'll be saying, I'm swimming in. Limitless possibilities. Glory to God. Glory to God. Let me teach you something. I gave you one of the reason, one of the explanations or definitions of believing, from Mark five thirty six. Jesus said, "Be not afraid, only believe." And that means that what he meant by believing is there is no fear. Amen. And I said believing is zero fear. Amen. Amen. Now that means that as you are going through the year. Let's suppose in February or in March, something happens and then you, you, are, you are now getting afraid. Hey, I don't know how this year is going. No? Uh, in my calculations, I was supposed to um, be involved in the election. Then in the election, they will give me this job. Then if this job comes, I will use it and build a house and so on and so on. Then suddenly they didn't give you the job. And then fear has come to your heart. How the other things will come to pass? Go back and hear the word again, Amen. Don't just shake your head. Just, just, you know, the mistake some people make—they just shake their head and continue life. No, sir, it has not gone. No, it has not gone. The fear will just—it will just be in one corner. Then it gets to a time where it will spread like a cancer. Are you understanding me? It will just be in one corner. It will keep growing and growing until it paralyzes everything. Your job. I told you what the work. Believe in his work. I told you, believe in his work. I told you believing is a walk. John 6 29. Amen. When they asked Jesus, what must we do to walk work the walks of God? Jesus responded, John chapter 6, verse 29. He said, This is the work of God. Amen. That you believe in him whom he had sent. Glory to God. That's the work of God. Amen. Let's read it together. I want to go. Jesus answered and said unto him, This is the work of God. That you believe on him whom he had what? Sent. That means that you go back. The labor of the believer today is to believe. Amen? Amen? And to stay believing. So, when you put your earpiece or whatever, and you're listening to a message, you say, ah, what are you? You're not doing anything. You say, no, I'm walking. Amen? Oh, are you understanding me? Um, there's something happening here. Amen? Glory to God. Are we together? I- I'm on duty. Amen? I'm on d- this thing I'm doing now. Amen. <laughs> many lives depend on it. Glory to God. This thing I'm doing now. <laughs> there are many contracts that depend on it. This thing I'm doing now. Hey, yeah 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 yeah. You understand that? That's how you start operating. Are you with me? Are you with me? This year you will see the possible made possible because you've understood the secrets. If you can believe, and you can believe, and therefore we can authoritatively say, all things will be possible to you. Sometimes, why we tell somebody wait, I'm coming back, is to work on our believing. Are you, are you with me? It's to work on our believing. Kai, in Luke 145, Elizabeth said, Blessed is she that believes. <laughs> that means that this empowerment. It's your believing that makes it break out upon you. This year, to be blessed means to be empowered to succeed. To be empowered to prosper. Let me give you another definition of blessing. To be blessed is to be divinely advantaged. So I will put it this way. Divinely advantaged is she that believes. Amen. That means the, how you engage that divine advantage is by believing. As long as you have not yet believed. You are not engaged the divine advantage yet. This year you will enter gear. Gear, yeah, divine advantage. Someone made a statement one time. You know, it's a common statement in the body of Christ. You know, some people are trying to correct the head of some people that believe in Jesus. So they say, you know, Christianity is you, in Christianity, you have to learn how to live by principles and not by miracles. <laughs> you know, eh? there are some people I'm beginning to wonder what they're trying to achieve. Are they looking for a way to naturalize our salvation? Are you answering me? To make the salvation explainable. Listen, salvation cannot be naturally explained. How can you explain the virgin birth of Jesus? Is it not a supernatural thing? That a man, Jesus, died I rose again. Is it a natural thing? Our salvation is a miracle from top to bottom and all round. Are you listening to me? A salvation, salvation is a call to the life of the miraculous. They say, no, no, no. In Christianity, we're supposed to start learning. You know, and the quote they say, you know, when the children of Israel were still in the wilderness, God was giving them manna from heaven. When they entered the, um, the, the what do they call it, now? Um, Canaan, they started planting and reaping. The manna ceased. The manna ceased, but another dimension of miracles opened. Amen. Are you listening to me? The children of Israel kept seeing miracles even in the promised land. Are you understanding what I'm saying? The miraculous never ceased. The dimension or the type of miracle might have changed. Are you understanding me? But the miraculous never ceased. Let me say this to you. They say we should live on principles. There are natural principles and there are spiritual principles. If you are living in miracles, you are still living in principles. The life of the miraculous is a principle in itself. Amen. Let me ask a question. It's not like telling somebody, the law of gravity, is it not a law? It's because of law of gravity, all of us are walking on the ground. Is that not so? Now, there's a law of lifts. Law of aerodynamics. That has the ability to suspend the law of gravity. It's also a law. It's just that it's higher. So, living in miracles is a law. Amen. Are you listening to me? It's just that it's higher. Are you with me? So they say, you know, don't be dependent on, you know. Listen, that I go to work and come back. Even in my work, I am trusting God. Amen. Are you understanding me? That trust in God is a principle for experiencing the supernatural in my work. Are you listening to me? Listen. Don't let anybody believe the supernatural around you. The Bible says, "He that is born of the Spirit." It did not say, "He that is born of the Spirit," um, you can put him in the lab and examine him and come up with the with the exact empirical facts. It says, "He that is born of the Spirit is like the wind." As it, you know, let me explain in Nigerian English. The more you look, the less you see. Amen. Amen. The man that is born of the spirit is like the wind. When you think it's over, you will now see that God has started in his matter. Have you not seen believers that everybody just say, hey, hey, you don't finish the next year. You just say, ah, this guy thought it was written off. The Bible says, when the righteous fall seven times, he will rise again. You don't understand what the righteous is. He will rise again means that there is something God has put in that man. Yeah. That he is unstoppable, he's is undefeatable. Are you understanding me? He will, The Bible didn't say the righteous do not make mistakes. Many are the mistakes and afflictions that are caused by mistakes of the righteous. Are you understanding me? But the Lord, he does not select which one to deliver them from. He is willing and able, through meetings like this, to deliver them out of them all. Amen. Tonight is your own deliverance. It's God stretching out his arm to bring you out of that situation. I talked about the outstretched arm of God. It means that even before you cried, God was saying, Are you listening to me? This year, there's an outstretched arm of God towards you. Are you listening to me? Outstretched arm. That means that he's not waiting even for you to call. His hand is already out. Hey, hey uh, c- come, come. Now, take your business to the next level. Come now, come, come. Take your ministry to the next level. Come, come, come. Let's make this thing work. Come, 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 come. Let's. T- t- are you understanding? He's outstretched arm. Yeah. But let me tell you something. That outstretched arm is activated by your believing. Isaiah 53 verse 1. He said, who had believed our reports? Who had believed our reports? To whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? Hey, who had believed our reports? To whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? That means that believing the reports is what will make the arm of the Lord to be revealed. Now, he didn't say the arm of the Lord will come. It is there, but you are not seeing it. Oh, hey, listen, this scripture, Jesus taught me this scripture. So I am talking about a scripture I understand. Amen. I've shared this story before, how that I had been ill, you know, as a student. And then I I didn't even know what to do. And my roommate got to a point, he said, let me go and meet our medical students. Let them prescribe some drugs for you. I said, okay, go. As he left, they had bought all those things and kept on the table, you know, oranges, this one, that one. You know, people had come, dropped all those things. I was in the room, you know, and I just didn't feel like eating any. I was alone. or I thought I was alone. And then I said, Jesus, won't you heal me? Amen. Jesus, won't you heal me? I was, you call it soliloquizing. I was actually talking to myself. It, you know, it made me understand what prayer is. I thought I was not praying, but I was praying. Amen. katayadeya. But I was praying. When I said it, the unmistakable presence and the voice of the Holy Ghost and the voice of Jesus Christ walked into my room. And he said, no, I will not heal you. What? I never heard that in my life. But before I could say any other thing, he said, because I healed you 2,000 years ago. Then he said to me, when you believe my report, my arm will be revealed to you in healing. I heard it from the lips of Jesus. He said, my arm will be revealed to you in healing. Oh, I was lying down there, weak, All I said. I didn't say it a million times. I didn't say it a thousand times. I just said, I believe. The power of God hits me. From the crown of my head to the sole of my feet. I broke out in a sweat instantly. And then I jumped up. Then everything just came back to natural. I'm like, hey, hey. Jesus, Jesus, you came here. Jesus, you know, as I was there, my roommate came back. He saw me standing. He saw me. I said, Jesus came here. Jesus healed me. When he came, I was eating. I was eating. And then, before that time, this was years ago, before that time, I didn't understand the scripture that way. That the summary of my ministry is to help men believe the reports and then reveal the arm of the Lord. The revelation through the word to believe the reports. Manifestation to see the arm of the Lord. This scripture is a summation of my ministry. Amen. Amen. Are you listening to me? So today, as you believe this report, the report is the message I brought to you. Amen. Are you listening to me? Then the arm, the arm, the arm, the power, The ability of God will be revealed to you. Let me just show you what the arm of the Lord is. Isaiah 52 verse 10. Thank you, Lord Jesus. In Isaiah 52 verse 10, you know, remember that Isaiah 53 is a continuation of Isaiah 52. Let's read it together. I want to go. The Lord had made bare His holy arm in the eyes of all the nations and all the ends of the earth shall see what that means had made it everybody see the hand and when you look it's the salvation of God you will see that means that arm is God's salvation is God's healing is God's provision are you listening to me it's God's deliverance tonight the arm of the Lord will be revealed in your circumstance in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that's what we're talking about. You believe. You believe. Sometimes in a meeting, that believing that if you were struggling on your own, that would have taken you six months, one year. In one meeting, the Holy Ghost does a quick walk. And suddenly in that meeting, you just believed. That's why we come for meetings. 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 Lift your hands and just thank him. Mo shata yaba ye, ya shata Thank him. 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 I can't even explain how this is happening. It's now I'm checking my notes. Amen. (laughs) Amen. Glory to God. I couldn't go back up from when I came down here. Amen. And I'm already finished. And I've not checked my notes. We give you praise. Thank you for listening to this message. If you have been blessed, you can reach us by email on info at faithtofaithonline.org or call us on 234-806-361-3560. You are big, blessed, and loaded.